Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's dumbest podcast network. Shake that ting, miss. Harry Potter, shake that ting, miss. I have no strong shake that ting feelings about Harry and the Potter. Hey, and welcome to I Have No Strong Feelings About Harry Potter. That was our second theme song, just <laughs> easing you into the episode ultra cool style. And here's time. our third theme song. Wow, 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 wow. I don't really know how to do the Doctor Who one. All right, well, here's our fourth theme song. Okay. Pot off, I'll take you on, <laughs> Harry, to take on anyone. Okay. Well, I don't know. No, it's great. <laughs> it doesn't feel great. I got to be honest. Oh, Harry bad. Potter, didn't, didn't. There we go. And actually, now it's good. Yeah, now I love it. <laughs> no, Quirrell, don't hit me. I'll be a good boy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. <laughs> hey, we are going from fifty-eight twenty-seven to one hour three minutes and fourteen seconds it's into true. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. It's true. Everything you've said so far is true. I'm glad we begin this scene on a staircase, Demi. And in that shot of the children on a staircase, oh, there is a clearly visible portrait of Anne Boleyn. Yes, tell which us who is that is. Not moving. And she I did is not know one of the was. former so, wives <laughs> of Henry VIII who got executed. Yes. And her portrait is not alive. It's not so alive. it's just a portrait of a dead person that I guess is kept there as a threat to all the living portraits to remind them not to fucking count their blessings too much. Well, no, but like the the whole reason she's there is because she was exe- executed for being a witch. Yeah, yeah. There are uh, allegations. That is the one theme that people have been able to find that the that her portrait is Ugh. around is because she was accused uh, posthumously of witchcraft. A the, note that the, I just took here is um, on the right of um, the portrait of Anne Boleyn is a picture of Grunty. Oh, that's so great that they're doing actual Banjo-Kazooie awareness. Yeah. Um, and that's good. And it's and it's ugly Grunty too. So mm. when, you know, she's a yucky witch. Not the bad ending credits for Banjo-Kazooie where you get yeah. to see, I don't know, to, to temper yeah. that feeling of yeah. uh, finally losing all of your honey as Banjo the bear. As soon as you she do got get that dime yeah. grunty. Totally. As soon as she got hot, they called her cunty. 
Oh, really? Yeah, because you wanted to that. get inside of hers. Got you. Damn, they thought of everything in yeah, that game. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't like it, actually. Do you want to hear my uh, Gruntilda dirty talk? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. And basement flooded. Okay, good. <laughs> swear to God. They get up these Oh, these stairs. shorts. They are not recovering. No. They're smoldering. Oh, no. That's so weird because they, they were so drenched wet. a they second ago. They got so wet, they got fire hot. Oh, they got so wet, they went out the other side and became dangerously yeah. dry. <laughs> you know how parts of the ocean keep catching fire? Yeah, I thought that was weird. Global warming. Uh, We are on the staircase. The staircase, of course, starts moving, which Mm. Hermione, again, is furious at the boys for not knowing, regardless of the fact that Harry literally knows nothing about the environment he's been thrown into and she's read a book about school like a nerd. No, let me show you where the clitoris is. I read about it in Hogwarts (laughs) A History. Hermione, there's a deleted scene in the later movies where Hermione has her first orgasm by just pointing out her clitoris. (laughs) She's so happy she knows where it is. (laughs) 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 (sighs) (sighs) Okay, so um, this is one thing that I really liked about this scene was um, as the the staircase is moving. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it's said earlier on by uh, Percy the Yeah, Weasel. because this is a terrible place yeah, yeah, where yeah. nothing works right. Where nothing works and children die on the daily. Mm. Um, uh, as it's pointed out, a couple scenes previous by Percy the Weasel Ratcunt is um, the stairs- staircases move. They basically have a mind of their own, I guess, like the paintings, but maybe less? I'm so, like, kind of like if a painting is a dog, a staircase is like a lemming? It doesn't seem to be like ruled by any kind of logic. It's just like it, it it's just like that. oh yeah the stairs move and it's like why well, why can't like, you just make something nice? Why don't you just fix it? If yeah. like you know magic it's like did they do that because they thought it would be fun? Damn. If these staircases move, if only there was some kind of spell that would make them not move, like building like not doing spells. Yeah. Maybe, I think it's probably because they were like, it needs to be a magic staircase. So they got a Glock and shot a regular staircase and uh-huh. made a ghost staircase. I see. I will say it would be good if the stairs moved in one certain way and that's how the wizards could invent an escalator. <laughs> That's my one punch up to this. Yeah. Hey, you're right on the stairs moving. They should help me. <laughs> they shouldn't <laughs> kick in and be like, hey, you know where you're going? The floor you're expressly forbidden to go under pain of death. Hello, it's me, the Hogwarts staircase. The way that I move is murder. I move only to guide a, a child into the path of a swinging axe blade that's my friend. <laughs> All of this part of Hogwarts is Dark Souls. Yeah, yeah. There's as soon as they step off the staircase, a gauntlet doesn't start in front of them, drops on top of them like an anvil. Absolutely. And then starts activating for the next student to find their bodies. But um, uh, the, then... thi- the great thing, no, I just wanted to say Please. the great thing about this staircase is once it moves and it clinks into place, like on the next floor that it's going to, it mm. jiggles a bit. Like as they're walking across it, it jiggles because like you can just imagine the absolute Trent holding it. Up, like just kind of like, oh no, these heavy eleven-year-olds, <laughs> the three of them. Do you think there's um, is it possible that there's just an army of poltergeists doing it? I know that we're ooh. referring to the uh, the uh, on-set person who had to be like on-set. Uh, 
Oh, okay. But do you, could it be possible that this is just an army of peeveses? Who were like, all right, boys, time to move the stairs. Peeves was cut from the taping of the movie, from but not from working on the movie. Yeah. So they, they I believe they, they green screened Rick Mail out of the movie, but had him move all the they staircases. They did have him move all of the staircases, and any mischief that anybody else got up to, he was Andy Circus in in a suit. And I think in all the scenes where John Cleese is flying around his nearly headless neck, they've mm. actually uh, green screened out uh, Rick Mile having John Cleese on his on shoulders. His shoulder? Um, we then end up in the third floor with a lovely pan over a creepy statue that looks like just a blown up Warhammer 40k miniature. It really does. It's, right? It's like it's they, like an empire flagellant for all my real nerds out there. That's Warhammer Fantasy, Age of Sigmar shit. Got nothing to do with that. My hymen just grew back. And um, <laughs> I agree with you, though. It does look like they kind of just laid some soft pastry over a suffering dude. Yeah. It doesn't. Like, there was a, there was I, a Glenn having a bad day, and mm. they were like, "Let's put a shower curtain on top of him." This is the first person that I agree with in Hogwarts. Whoever made the call to take that statue and put it where people aren't, great job. Yeah, that does not really belong near the front fucking doors. Really like, hey guys, work. remember suffering? Yeah, cool, huh? <laughs> Fun and good. Uh, Wait, uh, no, what you guys think is right. Um. <laughs> So uh, the it's uh, what does Harry say? We're not meant. It's, it's, we're not meant like, to be here. They rem- feels they f- like we're not meant to be here. Yeah, oh, we're not supposed to be here. I would say though, it feels like they're very much supposed to be there because the building is guiding them in there. Yeah, like in more experienced lover taking your hand by the wrist and guiding it down to the clitoris to point oh, the shaft of my clitoris. <laughs> you have. A pull, lengthened pull on clitoris. It. Pull yeah. on it. It's so cool. Um, when- <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we make um, like rat mazes like that where it can just move and be like, yeah, you're right. Just give the rat a sense of accomplishment without like making it figure anything out. It'd be nice. So Am you- I thinking of hamsters? Because I feel like rats also go in mazes. I think maybe. No, rats do go in mazes. Yeah. I think it's possible to put a rat in a maze and after a set amount of time, take the rat out and give it cheese to congratulate it for attempting. Yeah. And I will say this is the most millennial shit. No, I was just about to say. Yeah. Millennials. They end up in the third floor where torches just keep lighting behind them as they flee from Mrs. Mrs. Norris. From Mrs. Filch, otherwise known as Mrs. Norris, the fuckable cat. Yeah, she kept her first marriage's name just to throw people (laughs) off the scent. But she... is a fuckable cat. Mrs. Norris, oh my God, that cat's married. Yeah, she's even got a ring. Who's this? It's tiny. <laughs> it's it's pursed. cute. It's pursed. She needs some cat metamucil. Oh. So who do you think Miss Norris is married to? Mm. Oh gosh, I want to say McGonagall. Would it be surprising that McGonagall turns into a male cat? Sorry. Um. Tom, I just want you to think about what you just said because. I mean, is it addressed in any way? No, I no, think no, no, she no. would but, do uh, it. No, babe, I'm. I'm just going to say that. Take this um, cancel energy the fuck away from me. Lesbians do exist. Ugh. <laughs> Fine, I'll cop to that. Stupid but I will fuck. say, you stupid fuck. I, 
yeah. Oh, you fell into my trap. Yeah, just <laughs> can you? Can I will you say the Harry Potter world would not accommodate this amount of. They absolutely would. And can you imagine my Venus tri- fly trap of a pussy just closing around you, being like, no, 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 the straight. <gasps> God damn it! Shaking I was doing a fist. so well. I know you were. Meh. Um. So uh, they they uh, are make running it to through. a door. They are they are fleeing from Filch. Well, they're f- fleeing from the cat because Filch is obviously close behind. Mm-hmm. Make it to a door. <laughs> As they run, the torches light up behind them yeah. in a very cool style. Uh, like a clapper without the clap. Yeah, you're right. Well, maybe the clapping is done by, I don't know, heartbeat or mm. I would love to know what the smart home that the Hogwarts has installed runs on. Mm. Me too. Uh, Filch uh, is close on their heels and they find a, themselves at a door. Hermione uh, consults her memory and finds <laughs> in the uh, chapter <laughs> 7 <laughs> of the Book of Common Spells, yeah. Alohomora, yeah. which is an unlocking spell. And Ron, who has been given the gift to just unlock whatever door he wants, be it whatever criminal picks. he wants to be, uh-huh. has not learned that. No. He hasn't is very surprised. That. And also, um, I well, will you know say, magic. I will say, I'm sure there's kind of a magical loophole to this, but the lock that they've unlocked is, it's a lever behind a mound. It's like, did you try turning it up oh, a yeah. quarter of an inch, Harry? Maybe a lower. Because he, he gets there. And he grabs like the ring, the yeah. ring that is basically functioning as a door handle. Yes. And he shakes it. <laughs> and he doesn't twist it upwards. Maybe Alohomora only it. opens doors that should. Like this. You're right, there's no lock mechanism. There's no lock mechanism. It's just a lever behind a triangle. And then we see Alohomora and it lifts. <laughs> so really, she could have been like. Wingardium Leviosa, and it lifts the lock. <laughs> that is and the they secret. open the door. Is she accidentally cast the levitating spell yeah. and just open the door normally? Yeah. Oh, man. You idiots. Oh, fuck. God, it's You're good. right. Harry confronted with a door that's not for a cupboard. Completely <laughs> lost his cool. When uh, he's not sure that there will be an entire wax apple and a tiny horseman behind a door, <laughs> he can open even an inch. Yeah. Uh, we end up inside the door. Filch turns up, leaves. They realise that there was a reason that the door is locked, which is, of course, a big three-headed dog. Mm, yeah, named Fluffy that we find out later on. Certainly. Uh, right now all we know is that this thing is big. They flee from it and oh, then... Yeah. He dummy thick. Okay. All right. This is cool. Yeah. This is groovy. Do you think that when Fluffy licks his penis, two of the heads go like, oh. Yeah, and one of them is just like, do you like that? Yeah. He's whispering into it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the weird. Oh, other- Fluffy. Actually, I have some um, trivia about Fluffy. Please. Fluffy's uh, played by 90 horses. I don't think that's glued together. Yeah, it's true. Um, okay. And sort of, uh, some of the horses had a lot of bones reset. I, I mean, it says reset here. I think they mean broken to create the teeth of the dog. Yeah, right. Well, that's uh, Ron is played by half a horse. So he was the just back. made of leftover horses. Yes. Right. That's interesting, actually. That yeah. They- 
kind of apply that. I'd say that it's interesting. Use every piece of the buffalo philosophy to this film. Well, they managed to. So you say Fluffy was made of ninety horses. Ninety. And I assume one ninety-one third. turned up. One ninety and one third, but uh, you don't really. It's like well, the point three, 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 three. So like whatever. A horse, horse was made out of like horse was made out of half a run, and um, Hermione was made out of the lips. The horse. Okay. And the rest of it was Emma Watson. Yeah. So it was Emma Watson with a horse's lips. Gotcha. Which lips do you think I'm talking about? I don't want to get into it. It's the face ones, Tom. Cool. Hey, I will say you don't <laughs> flimsy defense. <laughs> To float that and then be like, you freak. Even as a bit. You yucky boy. Flimsy. (laughs) All right. So. um, We end up uh, up a staircase away from the dog. A staircase where I'm going to guess the Gryffindor common room. Whoa. uh, We we have a moment where uh, Hermione brings to their attention that the dog was standing on a trapdoor. And Ron replies, I wasn't looking at its feet. I was preoccupied with its heads. And Hermione's like, well, I was looking at its feet. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> I want to go back there, get some snaps. Mm, s- yummy, yummy. Sucky, sucky, licky, licky. I'm to- Hermione. I want to get between those toes and turn that toe cheese into toe jam. <laughs> That's all we do in the real life is turn cheese into jam. You know how cheese turns easily into jam? Mm. I saw at least 50 bigger stringers between those big foot fingers. Uh, do we have anything else to say about this scene or shall we move on to the pièce de résistance of this chunk? Well, there's a there's a big fun um oh wait, do you mean which bit do you mean? Oh, to, onto the next uh, oh, no, portion, yeah, so, the outside um, portion. Hermione, um, uh, now if you don't mind, I'm going to bed before either of you two get another clever idea to get us, ex- oh, to get us killed or worse, expelled. Mm-hmm. Very funny joke. But yeah. I remember watching the VHS and being like, F- hey, that has the cadence of a thing. I'm going to chuckle. Yes, it is one of the perfect, uh, that is a joke and I recognise that, so it is funny. Yes. I will say Hermione's ambition in life seems to be to become a moaning myrtle. If you take your eyes off her for a second, she's going to slit her wrist just so she can be at school forever. Absolutely. Right? Um, Just to study. Oh, yeah, moaning myrtle. Just floating through books. Do you know what's fucked up is that we just don't, we just don't. Think about how Moaning Myrtle was murdered by a huge fucking snake. Yeah, it really flies under the radar for the series. And, like, why aren't there two gaping toother holes? Well, wasn't she looked at? She was looked at. I'm a dumbass. Isn't the, isn't the whole thing <laughs> with that I, snake hey, pointedly hey, that it kills you by looking sh- at you? No. You dumbass. Because there's a moment. <laughs> you Fucking idiot. I don't. Excuse actually, me. What? Yeah. You suck. Yeah. Okay. I'm, uh, hey. Hey. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, that joke is followed up by uh, hey, Ron going. I'm sorry that I fucking suck. Don't worry about it. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. 
I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Now let's get on with the podcast. Okay. Before you come up with a clever idea to make me suck. That joke is followed up by Ron saying uh, uh, she needs to get her priorities in order. Which is and, very funny as well. Yeah, we got to a wonderful outdoors scene where Oliver Wood explains Quidditch to Harry. Oliver Wood played by Sean Biggerstaff. And I, I, he begins by, I think he brings out a trunk with her on, on the front end. Harry's also carrying, I believe. Yeah, I know we talked about this in the other episodes, but uh, we should say that you, so you know, you met Sean just through like oh, he, doing he just some likes comedy, comedy bullshit yeah. and he would come Sean, to shows. Yeah, so Sean Biggerstaff, yeah, he plays Oliver Wood. Um, yeah. And is an actor in, <laughs> in a bunch of other things and is like, just the coolest guy. He's very funny. Yeah. Um, we're friends. And, I will say, um, he, he isn't burly like J.K. Rowling originally wrote Oliver Wood to be. Oh, did she write him burly? She wrote him to be burly. Because I will say that um, Sean isn't like, you know, he's not a weedy little fella, but he's not. He's definitely not burly. Like, he's he's played Peter Pan before. Yes, absolutely. And it shows. Yeah. Also, interesting, Wait, what? <laughs> interesting fact about his appearance. The Lego minifigure of Oliver Wood is identical to the Lego minifigure of Mutt Williams from the Indiana Jones Lego line. <laughs> Mutt Williams is played by Shia LaBeouf. Here you go. Check this out. Oh, no. So no, it's just the head no, and hair. No, but no. there's Oliver and there's Mutt no, Williams. No, 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 Oliver. Sean, it's the same my friend. face and hair as Shia LaBeouf. Oh, except that apparently uh, Oliver Wood has like gangrene or something because his hands are maroon. Yeah, well, you know, he's probably wearing some sort of broom glove. Fuck. Interesting. Oh, no. Do you know that um, actually uh, so there's um, like Seeker in, in Quidditch, there's Seeker, there's Beater, mm. uh, there's Keeper and there's Janitor who um, uses the broom <laughs> just on the ground to clean up all of the <laughs> dead snitches from previous games. Hey, wait, doesn't the gender sweep the boys aside yeah, as yeah, they yeah, die? Yeah, yeah, Once all their bones fall out of their bodies. <laughs> From the um, vicious game. Um, yeah, no, but Sean, um, Sean is, is the coolest. I've actually never talked to him about Harry Potter. 
which is fun. Well, you I don't have any strong feelings about it. So I don't have any strong feelings about it. But may, I don't know. Maybe I'll ask him to send us something for this or, or talk to him about it. But um, so he explains to him about um, He explains the each ball in turn, which yeah. is makes, a I'm, normal way to explain a game. That makes sense You start sense to me. any explanation of basketball by yeah. holding out the basketball and saying this is a basketball. Yeah. It is your enemy and you have to chase it around the court and beat it into submission and, and then yeah. store it in our team's vault <laughs> yeah. for three midden staffs. <laughs> Let the enemy break in. The object of the game, simply to survive. <laughs> this is the basketball. Possession of it means everything. <laughs> Hold on to it until the next full moon and our team will reign supreme. <laughs> Oh, our village will have a fine season should your hands not leave the basketball. Oh, if you can keep the midriff hog under your cape for the entire game, we get a Wiggins feast. <laughs> a full turkey's face. <laughs> so um, also in basketball, obviously, you have to catch the snitch because otherwise the other team will probably catch the snitch and they'll win. Obviously, yeah. Um, you get 10 points for every basket. But 10 points for every basket, but none of that matters yeah. because as soon as you catch the snitch, the rest of the, the other team drop dead Yeah, so I you look, win the game. Yeah, the all of Quidditch sucks explains each ball in turn. Uh, first off, the quaffle. The most boring and silliest named of the balls. It's not magic, as far as I can tell. It's just like a light-ish medicine ball. Yeah, it's not. It's just a leather ball that they throw from piece to the other, and it is used to play a nice, normal game of sports yeah. that seems like it could just exist without the snitch being involved at all. Yeah. Then there are the bludgers, which are sentient balls imbued with rage. Mm. And and that's fun because this is my favourite thing. Uh, <laughs> it's just like... He just hands Harry a bat and it's like, <laughs> like I think you're going to need this. And it's like, and then the, he's like, oh, look, it's coming back. And the bludger comes back towards him and Harry just fucking whacks it through this statue's arms. And can you imagine if Oliver Wood was like, what the fuck are you doing? You're supposed to just like airplane lead it back to its home. What That's- the fuck? It's sentient. That's my friend. That is my mother's... <laughs> That is my mother's. That is both my mother's, you that fucking That is both psycho. of my mother's. They were joined together in sin. So those were the bludgers. Uh, they are made out of iron. Did you know that? Sure they are. Sure. I will and say, the, in the films, the, it doesn't yeah, look sure. like they are. It looks no. like they're leather, but they're yeah. supposed to be iron. Because and why that would means they fucking would- be iron? Why would that? Why would they be iron if you're using what are the bats made out of? What kryptonite or some shit? Even if they are hitting that, would just break your arm. It would just break all of your bones. It would shatter them into twenty pieces. Like, why? Yeah. Why? There's no reason. Uh, after explaining the bludgers, I do have down here as a note. Sean Biggerstaff does some nice space work to get the bludger in the chest. Oh, he really does. Yeah. He really he makes have, a, like There's he, one he, shot where the bludger – I'm sorry to cut you off. But, oh, no, uh, please. There's one shot where the bludger is clearly thrown to him from off screen yeah. and he just catches it in a nice low like yeah. rugby ball catch. and then uh, But then it has to go to ground and kind of struggle with it and to then back put in the it box, yeah. into the box. Yeah. And I thought that's a really fucking hard thing to do. Oh, it's – it honestly is the most embarrassing to thing you can do as an actor. To make something look heavy – is so embarrassing and difficult. And to make it look alive. To oh, yeah. make it look like you're struggling against something. I it's think Sean hard. does a, a really good job there. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> then, of course, everyone's favourite ball. <laughs> Harry's favourite ball. I like this ball. <laughs> Great, dude. Well, I guess fuck me for trying to explain the sport to you. <laughs> I guess we could have just jumped to little Lord Orphan's favourite ball. <laughs> That's what they, that was the first draft of the name of Quidditch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really disturbing the cat with my loud laughter. Every time I do that, he covers his face with his beautiful little wrist. He's a sweet little angel. He's a beautiful little angel that um, tomorrow we are um, taking on a short trip. So we gave him some drugs that the vet gave us and that's made him very tired and tolerant. Yes. Which means that instead of shrieking and running from my laughs, he's just lying there with his beautiful dainty wrist over his little peepers. He's a precious angel and he looks like he's resting peacefully. Beautiful um, looking noses. So um, in this. So <clears throat> they take out the snitch. Yes, they uh, do indeed take out the snitch, which Harry says he likes. He likes it. And then uh, he's like, the, the only ball I want you to worry about is this. I like this ball very much. And then this is the snitch. He's like, what do I do with it? And then uh, Oliver Wood, if I remember correctly, says, what do you want to do with it? <laughs> Dude, out here, it's just you and me. Anything goes. <laughs> Out there on the field, you catch this thing, game over. Just you and me. You catch this thing, we do whatever the fuck we want. Two guys in the prime of our life. You 11 and me, Misk. Dude, you and me with this snitch, we fill this fucking thing up, baby. Last one to finish has to eat the snitch. <laughs> Man, we should end the podcast there, but we, we, we can't. All and right. That's, that's the closer. All right, Tom, do you have any no, – uh, what no, are your feelings? No, let's, let's keep going because right. we've got to get to the end of the scene, but that's really okay. fucking good. That's so fucking funny. Oh, God. So um, uh, so God. they have the snitch there. In this, uh, Wood articulates explicitly our concerns with Quidditch, mm. which is that he says, uh, you catch this, we win. Yeah. You he puts this, to it. It ends the game. You catch this. Potter. We win. Yes. So, so there it is. That's a fun thing for you, Oliver, to um I said sorry, I think I'm paraphrasing by saying, um, hey, Harry, um, I'm fucking useless. I don't mean fucking shit in this game. Yeah. Neither do Fred or George or anyone else playing in the game. So it's kind of just hinging on you. All we need to do is kind of stall them out. At like a level of mediocrity that you don't need to worry about. Mm. We can suck pretty bad. Yeah. Basically what we could do is just fly all of the team around our weird circles and we'd be fine pretty yeah. much. Yeah. The game is dumb. I hate the game. I have a note here that just says Oliver Wood explains the game of Quidditch, which is stupid and I hate it. <laughs> uh, would you like some facts about Oliver Wood? Yeah. Okay, great. Canonically... Oliver Wood does not know what basketball is, though he does later <laughs> in the novel, at least, uh, try and practice with uh, Harry with golf balls. So he knows what golf is, but not basketball. He no- Wait, I don't remember this. I do not remember this in the books. Yeah, there's at least one moment where I guess I, I don't have the details in front of me, Why? but I guess he's throwing the golf balls and Harry is catching them or what? something. Hey, 
Um, or maybe he they're practicing jerking off onto the golf balls and oh, then eating yeah, them. And then and swallowing the golf balls and being yeah. like, I hope it hatches into a snake. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Cool, right? So he doesn't know what uh, I basketball what the is. Sean knows what basketball is. Probably not. He's Scottish. Yeah, true. Uh, the, here is the uh, Harry Potter wikis weighing in on his name. The olive branch often is a symbol of peace. The olive tree's symbolism also includes a great harvest and long life. And wood is a place name, like brooks or field, and suggests ancestors who lived near or in a forest, or who were woodcutters. It is possible that wood was meant to be the opposite of the name Flint, the name of the slithering Quidditch team captain and wood's rival. That's not what opposites mean. Wood isn't the opposite of a fiery rock. No. That doesn't make any sense. No, wood and Flint go together to make scary spear. (laughs) My favourite thing, though, is that Oliver Wood has a name that is kind of like... Boy's name, Boner. Yeah. And Sean Biggerstaff is like, boy's name, Large Boner. <laughs> You're right. Sean must have been able to bring that unique energy to the role of like, rocking, up at, rocking up in high school yeah. as just Johnny Penis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want a fact? Yeah. Okay, great. Here it is. Fact me, Daddy. Fantastic. Here is a Harry Potter fandom <laughs> wiki. Oh, that was brutal. It was pretty bad, huh? Yeah. Uh, hey, how do you feel about this? Snitches have flesh memory. Yeah, I know that. Okay. Snitches have flesh memories. I didn't catch the first snitch with my hand. I caught it. I almost swallowed it. I did not know that. Yeah, you should it have known it because I've- It is the worst shit I've ever heard. Well, I've watched the fucking the movie where they talk about it about a million times in front of you and not cared about it. I but see. What do you mean? Yeah, they have flesh memories because that makes it um, like so the snitch knows who caught it first. No one else has ever touched the snitch. Yes. So a snitch is never touched by human hands before a match and the makers wear gloves. Yeah. This means that every snitch is single use. Yeah. So like a what dinger. happens to them? Huh? What happens? I think we know. They just get shot in the fucking head. Every Quidditch match is a little Melbourne Cup for these flitty little boys. <laughs> that's why they don't want to get... get caught. Sometimes Quidditch games go on for like three months. Oh, that's long enough for the snitch to grow legs <laughs> and arms and a mouth. <laughs> that's long enough for the snitch to be a half ponyo. It's got those little chicken legs and arms running around. And then someone catches it and it fucking brains. They're like, no! No! But no, um, yeah, that's the thing. Um, That's why Harry is the only one that's able to, like, um, activate his first snitch (laughs) to get the, okay. Yeah. Okay, I did. (laughs) I have no strong feelings. I have a lot of knowledge. Yeah. Uh, that is uh, pretty much the end of this scene, though. We That's end with much Oliver it. Wood explaining the snitch to Harry Potter. Yep. And, and then, then uh, I believe the next scene, what have we got coming up? What's we got, the next scene? As far as I can tell, we got Warwick Davies as Professor Flitwick teaching yeah. a charms yeah, class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the freeze frame that we ended on. Yes. But, um, which, and can I say, and I'm sure I'll talk about this next time, um, he doesn't look. I don't know what's going I'm pretty sure Flitwick is a Benjamin Button because he does not look like that for the rest of the movies. He has 
no beard, no mm. grey hair. He looks about 10 and he has like a side part and it's perfectly brown. I feel like they made a lot of calls in this movie that they do end up reversing. An interesting thing the fat is fat lady, yeah. Well, well, well she, she beefed it though. Yeah, she beefed. She completely beefed. Yeah. Um, but it is interesting like – Having a film series pass through this many directors mm. is crazy. Well, wasn't it especially the, because the first two were the same though? Yes, Chris Columbus got this job, which is so crazy to just have your job be to get the children when they can't act and don't know anything. I so will your say, job is kind of to turn out just like I feel like at, at, at the Prisoner of Azkaban chance, yeah, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban point, there is a chance that you will make a pretty good movie. Yes, I With think this pr- it is a children's movie. Absolutely, through through. absolutely. First two movies, absolute children's movies. I will say, I think the first two are oh, so delightful to watch. I'm loving this. I love the aesthetic. I love almost everything about it, and I kind of love the little clunky bits. Mm. The last movies, it's like, yeah, I'll, I I watch him. It's never going to be you know as as brutal as the first time you see it, but like. The third one, I will say, do you know who the director is for Prisoner of Azkaban? Um, oh, gosh, I did, but it's escaping my mind right now. So I will say that Prisoner of Azkaban, yeah, I would love for you to look it up because I will say that Prisoner of Azkaban was like an automatic slam dunk. Like Prisoner of Azkaban was a great book to read. It was still like, it was still short, but it was like packed full of shit that was just beautiful. We get to meet Sirius Black. Oh, hey, this makes sense. What? Uh. It's Alfonso, uh, fuck me, this is what? no good. Hey. Alfonso Cuaron. Alfonso Cuaron. From, <laughs> that was me clicking the Wikipedia pronunciation for his name. But so he is the guy who did uh, Gravity. Uh, he did uh, Roma. Oh, my God. Well, he did uh, Children of Men, which we've watched together. Oh, God, I love Children Directed of Men. that. And... You two, Mummy and Tambien, which is an erotic drama. You two, Mama and Tambourines. Anyway, he is like My a- My mum loves listening to Bono. Oh, and that good. shitty, shitty little drum. It's so crazy that the guy who directed Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban also did Roma. I haven't seen Roma. Uh, I know the tomato, though. Um, but also, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban was always going to be a slam dunk, I think, because there are so many cool things that happen in it. There's Buckbeak. Like, it's really, it's like, you know, kind of emotional in interesting ways. The first two, I think, would have been maybe a little bit, I don't know, yeah. uh, challenging, but also it's a magical world. It's like, I think he had to establish this how This is that crazy shit because happens. looking back, this could have been a flop and there might yeah. not have been any other Harry Potter films. Totally. Anyway, we are getting ahead of ourselves. And for me personally, I have no strong feelings about Harry Potter. I have no strong feelings about Harry Potter. All right. Well, that's the app, I guess. I've been Tom Walker. I've been. I hate when we do this. <laughs> Bye. I've been Tom Walker. That Bye. was Demi Lartner. Bye. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a woman-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.